T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three... Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can always get this on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted or the DA Show's podcast feed as well. It's available there. You can get this inside the Odyssey app also, which is a live place you can listen to the stream of the show and the rest of Odyssey Sports Radio stations and... Listen to this podcast or podcast of the DA show. The Woe Nelly is because today is an all-time moment. It's an all-time show. Okay, so it's a today thing. I didn't know if you were workshopping new intros to no, the PGP, like no. a howdy doody do. You give it as a Woe Nelly. I'm not, I'm not co-opting and stealing Keith Jackson's Woe Nelly. I'm just saying today was a Woe Nelly. Uh, it was. It, it was a fabric show of the 2022 year when all is said and done. Matter of fact, I mean, Tiger teeing off at the Masters has to be <laughs> the fourth biggest story of the morning. We didn't mention Tiger and the Masters besides during Bogus's update. Correct. That's Correct. how much happened on today's show. Which namely centered around Pete the Body finally eating the end hot sauce. We're going to start there and then work our way out. Number one, quickly, is that a 12 DA? Yes. Yes, I think it is. I don't think I'm satisfied with the end results of the segment, which we can expound upon. But ultimately, fewer bet payoff, I would think, this year are going to be more worthy than that in the 12 days. I think that, that it's, a, it's a landmark moment of the year. I do think so, although we're so stacked with 12 days that there is an outside shot that doesn't make it. But I, I think you can't tell the story of 2022 without – Pete, the body, finally losing a bet and finally having to pay up by eating the hottest salsa or the hottest sauce known to man. What you're talking about in terms of being disappointed with the bet payoff or the after effects is that when he who shall not be named a death by salsa, I mean, it was going to explode. It, it was it was vomiting on air. He was spitting up, you know, on air. When I ate death by salsa, tearing, crying, stomping my feet like a racehorse, when Bogus ate death by salsa, head thrown back, looking into the sky, dying of heat, trying to get air into his mouth. 
Pete was a poker face, and I said yeah. this on last week's PGP. He is the best poker face out of all of us. Yes. And so he felt pain, but he wasn't going to see. He wasn't going to let us see the pain. Yes, and it's sort of my problem with the reaction. Pete, I think, to a man, handled that better than probably all of us would be. And and frankly, you did a finger dab, which we can get into, which was like a more stunning reaction than Pete had. And I think I really, in my heart of hearts, thought he was vomiting. I, I had sold myself on the YouTube videos. I had several discussions with Cap in the days leading up. You know, it's been two weeks of discussion. And Cap was doing so much research on this. And he was the one really putting it in my head. Dude, I don't think Pete's going to survive this. And Pete's brashness and bulliness tactic on this sauce made me think this is going to set up for he can't handle this. And then I thought in the other end, the other great reaction would have been Pete tries the chip, puts the sauce down, not a single eye water, not in anything, a wiping of the hands and walks back to running the board. And to me, that would have been epic because a legend would have grown about Pete the body Bilotti, about how well he handled it. And I feel like because I got an in-between payoff. I didn't. I never got vomit once. I got him clearly admitting it was hot. I got eyes watering. <clears throat> it was a it was a tinge of mortality, but not fully committed to weakness. Unlike us, who would admit this is fire, this is death, this is difficult. Pete went into it with stone face. He mm-hmm. wanted to be. Stone face. Mm-hmm. It was a wrestling tactic of his. He he could play the role of tough guy. I'm not gonna show, I'm not gonna show weakness. Because the moment we went to break, he admitted, like, I nobody should do that. No, you no, you shouldn't that sh- nobody should eat that, or something like that. Yeah. And so he stone faced, a little smiling, a little coughing and choking it down. But for the 15 minutes on the air. All he said was very little. It was like, you know, it sits there. It's hot. Right. This is disgusting. But he never admitted that, like, it's really difficult. He goes back to the toast. He's not reacting. He's taking the nest quick. He's sipping the nest quick. Yeah, down on the field, I see a bit of an eye tremble here. <laughs> There's an yeah. eye tremble. He's he fighting it. Yeah, he's fighting it. Eyes are red. Eyes are getting red and puffy. He's now taking a big swig of the nest quick. The cheeks are redder. Oh, 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 they, uh, oh we're going to banana now. Oh, oh, watch out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Back Took up. a bite of the banana. Raincoat's on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 it's tearing. He's oh, trying. it's tearing. He's getting really red. And he's now angling towards the garbage can. Oh, there's so many tears. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. oh, he's no. broken. <laughs> He's going back to the toast. Uh-oh, oh, something's getting burped. <laughs> oh, no. We are in the splash zone now. I need a raincoat. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Oh, no, he's crying. Yeah, and if you know Pete, and I've worked around Pete long enough now, Pete oftentimes, when there's not a challenge involved, maybe it's a flaw, maybe it's a hysterical attribute. Pete oftentimes will start talking to you midway through one of his thoughts. In other words, like, he's already processed something and had the conversation in his head where when he starts talking to you, he forgets that he actually wasn't talking to you and it was something he already talked about in his head. And I think that 
kind of played a role where Pete was so concentrated on his thoughts about what he was feeling that we only got the one word, like, you know, he could be thinking something and be like, yeah, it's sitting, it's sitting, it's sitting. And I had to ask him questions. Right. He wasn't verbalizing how he was feeling. No, and I think he was processing so much, and I think that's just what Pete does. So now you throw a hot situation in there, and he probably was fighting it internally with what he believed should be going on versus what was actually going on in his body. It was it was interesting more than anything. He was focused on not showing us any weakness. He was focused on not letting us think that he was dying because he had built himself up as the tough guy. So he was going to commit to the character. That was the wrestling, but he committed to the character. And in doing so, it was unsatisfying because it was clearly really hot. Yeah. I, I won't believe for a second it didn't affect him, but he wasn't verbalizing it. Yes, and then when he did verbalize, to me, his focus was in all the wrong places. I, how many times is Pete going to bring up why would anybody buy that or put – Pete, nobody really is putting it on right. I mean, the one cool person that does it, he Pete couldn't get past selling an item that people don't actually, like, frequently consume and right. put on food. He couldn't understand – what most of us understand is when you buy a hot sauce, it's called the end, and it's sold in a box that looks like a book. It's clearly for a moment like this. It's a gag. Yeah, it's a gag, it's a gag gift. gift. It's a gag. It's a challenge. It's a risk. I give Pete all the credit in the world because he handled it like a man. You put a lot of hot sauce on that chip. I don't think the the amount of hot sauce had anything to do with the lack of reaction. I think I agree. any of us taking that amount of hot sauce... I dabbed it on my finger, and I I licked it just a bit. It made it inflame my whole mouth. So the amount that he ate was legitimate, was totally legit, and I give him a ton of credit. And I did put less than I originally said I was going to do, and and I, in fact, knocked some off off of the initial dab as well. But again, I don't think that that affected it one way or the other. I mean, you could have kept a little bit more on there. I think his reaction was going to be the same. The bit is he committed to the character. He was not going to break. And secondarily... From what I gather from Cap, short conversation we had post-show off the air. Twitch was unhappy. The aliens unhappy watching. Seeing that he ate immediately after taking the hot sauce. That in true hot sauce competitions, you have to wait to ingest anything else. You and Bogus had cited this on the show that mm-hmm. you thought it was almost illegal that he was taking the hot sauce and then immediately eating the toast. And maybe that also flattened the effect of the hot sauce. Yeah, and this is a quick teaser that coming up immediately following side A will be a post-game reaction from Pete body sitting at a podium answering questions from me and Bogish, <laughs> where I'm sure this will be brought up. But yes, there were two specific moments that we kind of were going with the flow. One was the amount of sauce you put on the chip where there was a quick whoa and gasps from you and Bogus that maybe I had put too much and I knocked some off. The other moment was clearly as soon as he pops it in his mouth, Pete doesn't even skip a beat before throwing a, a quarter or a half piece of toast in his mouth. And I remember specifically making eye contact with Bogus in that moment and thinking, mm, I don't like that. I don't like that because that's not truly in the spirit of trying something hot. Yes, we allow you to bring in whatever items, but that's supposed to combat the feelings once they hit. And he didn't allow us to have that initial punch because the toast had been shoved in his mouth so quickly. Now, did we make a rule about that? No. Should that be something that's maybe kind of understood? Maybe I'm just a fat ass that watches enough eating competitions to know. But I I believe if I was a strict viewer, I think I would feel the same way because I felt it in real time giving him the chip. Previous years, myself, Bogues, he who shall not be named, 
took death by salsa, waited for it to get hot, and it was like waiting for the bomb to go off. And then once it did, started taking the milk, the water, the ice cream, mm-hmm. what have you. Pete did almost simultaneously. So he he jumped ahead of it exploding in his mouth. And you know what? It was a smart play by him to decrease the pain. It was a flaw by us to not have established a rule. It it, it wasn't necessary to have a rule before this year because the rest of us had just eaten it and was almost like, let's see how hot this is. Oh, my God, it's hot. Let me start trying to right. squash it. Pete was game planning, and we needed to prevent that, and there needs to be a new rule. I think this is like, you know, you had the overtime Chiefs and Bills. Now we got to change the rule. 20 seconds in your mouth, something like that. I think it has to be, yeah, a 30-second rule or something or a minute. You shot just, clock. Yes, you need to just eat that. And maybe it's a shot clock number. What's the – is it 24 thir- seconds. Is it college 24 seconds? Or is that just like NBA? 30-something I think that – might need to be the college shot clock. You need to just have the hot sauce there, and then you can start ingesting. Because I do think that if that hot sauce marinates without thinking or putting anything else, or at least put the mental panic of, I have to wait a certain number of seconds before I put anything in my mouth, it does create a better reaction. Totally. Uh, ultimately, do I think he would have felt the same? Do I think that the toast had more of a feeling difference? I don't know that it did. And, in fact, that was the one item that Pete would complain about that he thought didn't help. But ultimately, I think even on a mental aspect of paying off the bit, it would have changed things, yes. I think it was 33-33-33. That's my pie chart. The reaction that we got, which was somewhat underwhelming, 33% the bread immediately into the mouth. That helped out Pete. Very smart strategy by Pete. 33% Pete was in character and he wasn't going to break. Mm-hmm. He was committed to being stone-faced, unemotional. I can handle this. No big deal. And I think 33%, he does handle hot stuff better than us. Because even had I had the bread right away and committed to the character, I tasted that hot sauce. The The amount of hot sauce you put on that dipsy doodle, it would have, it would have forced me to yell. I know that. I think he really does have the ability to, to handle hot sauce better than we do. So then we do have to give him credit for calling his shot in many ways. I do think so. He de- It definitely affected him more than he proclaimed it would affect him. Yes. But he was still at least partially correct in his reaction. We could have gotten 66% of a better reaction had Pete been just open to being vulnerable mm-hmm. and not been in character, or uh, and he didn't immediately eat the bread. We would have gotten two-thirds of a better reaction. But yeah. I think there still would have been a third... That we'd have been like, wow, Pete, you handle that like a man. No doubt. And part of me, going back to the bread and handle like a man, he put butter on that bread, it looked like, at least to the eye. I mean, at that point, I know we're doing the dipsy doodles for the bit. You want to eat the bread, then you get more hot sauce and you spread it out on the bread like mm. it's a jam. That could have been different. Also, what did you think when you talk about the, the, the pie charts and Pete's preparedness? What did you think about the arm maneuver to Billy Jock alone for the water that Pete had pre-set up hand signals to what he would need? <laughs> Was that a little bit of cheating, or is that just playing your cards right? No, I don't think any of it was cheating. I think Pete played by the rules that were governed, and Pete had strategized this more than anybody else. When he who shall not be named came in, it was just like, as you said, an excuse to eat vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I'm just going to eat a bunch of hot sauce, and I'm going to eat ice cream. And when I ate it, I had some milk. When Bogus ate it, he had whatever. But, like, we were not torn up about strategizing X, Y, Z. 
Pete had put a target in his back and he knew he had to deliver. Mm-hmm. By saying, I'm not worried about this before the, the NIT bracket, he had built himself into impenetrable. You had poked and prodded, oh, Pete, you know, you're the big man. He knew he couldn't break. And so it fed upon itself. Had Pete not proclaimed this is no big deal, maybe he wouldn't have felt as it wasn't as necessary to play that role or maybe because Pete's never lost a bet. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wouldn't have felt so necessary to play that role. Maybe Pete likes to watch everybody else in pain and doesn't like to show that he's in his own pain, Hmm. you know, but ultimately Pete is actually the worst guy to lose this type of bet. He was going (laughs) to give us the worst reaction no matter what, because of all of those things. You're probably right which kind of stinks, but I, I don't care. Like, ultimately, the end game of Pete needed to feel some kind of pain he felt. Whether we got the reaction we wanted or not, I know he felt it, and I know he's going to feel it later, too, because the hot sauce doesn't end until it exits the body. No. But one thing also, let me ask you, now maybe I'm a little upset that I didn't get this word from Pete. He does the hand signals I just alluded to to Billy Jacqueline. Why didn't he just have the water in there to begin with? My guess is that was the backup he didn't know if he needed. He Remember, he has bread, he has yogurt, two bananas, and a full Nesquik bottle. Yeah. He raced through everything except one banana. He ate everything except one banana. And then he was still hot. He needed to go to the water. So that gives you a sense of what was going on inside his body. He was trying to get as much absorption as possible. And he needed all five of those tools. I mean... Five-tool athlete. He who shall not be named had one tool, vanilla ice cream. I had one tool, milk, and maybe some water. I mean, he had the smoothie. He had strategized this. He was ready. He had done research on what squashes the heat. And so eating right away, having this smorgasbord of of options, having the backup water, tapping a billy, now I need the water. He was ready. And you got to give him credit for that. I do. And I can tell you, as sitting next to him as I did the rest of the show, because you had another hour and a half of show, and uh, I was within five feet of Pete, at no point did I feel as if there would be a regurgitation and after effect that it had sat for a while and a lot of stuff was coming up. He, he got better as the show progressed. And, in fact, Pete dipped into those barbecue dipsy doodles after you had opened them. And he was snacking away like he was on the couch. And I would think for somebody, if you really felt like a burnt esophagus uh, or just maybe a little queasy, even if you're not going to vomit, just, ooh, that's not sitting right, Bell Bisque DeVoe, remember we all had that moment, the thought of eating something after that wasn't going to happen. Pete, I got the sense of Pete went about his merry business after that, which, again, I mean, what he did must have worked. There was a, a a couple of other mitigating circumstances. I do wonder if it lost some of its effectiveness because it's so old. <laughs> well, I wondered if that's why it was so thick. It could be. Remember, Pepper Palace sent this to us before the 2020 NCAA tournament that was canceled. Yes. So this is more than two years that this is sat sealed. Now, I don't know when they made it, but this is minimum two years sealed unrefrigerated can maybe it can't lose its effectiveness, but I feel like it could have because I also thought when I tasted it on my finger, I thought if this is the hottest thing known to man that you're really not allowed to produce anything hotter than this, even that dab is going to, my wife was worried that I was even just going to do that, that it would affect me for the entire hour. 
It affected me for about five to seven minutes. Okay. So I wonder. And that was bear sauce. That was bear sauce, just finger finger licking good. <laughs> I knew you were going there. So I I wonder if if the sauce either a is a little overhyped or b lost some of its effectiveness. Which the, is interesting because sometimes things age and they get better. So you would think, could it age, sit, and just be more potent, and more effective? But you're saying maybe the opposite. Maybe. I I mean, who knows scientifically. I, I don't understand it. So were you did you leave the house today with instructions not to try it from your wife? No, remember after Pete did it, I said, you know what? If it's not that bad that Pete's reaction is okay, I'm gonna take a little dab. And that my wife immediately texted me. Oh boy. Don't do that. So she was on don't high alert of today's Don't do that. Because she knows I like to press press my luck. <laughs> and you did try the crow, remember? Yeah. So yeah. This yeah. isn't the first time somebody's lost a bet and you said, Ah, hey, let me see how bad this is. I and I think Part of this, all I was curious. I want to know just how bad it was. But a little part of me was, if Pete's not going to describe how he feels, I should at least describe what it's kind of like. Right. Right, that's Pete, true. Pete said like four words during it. So what was it like? Right. What What does that taste like to eat that? Do you, do you think that him coming in with a lack of voice hurt or helped either way? That was bizarre. <laughs> Probably the strangest anecdote of the morning. We've worked with him for five years, and the one day he's lost a bet, and the one day he's got to eat the end, he has laryngitis. And it didn't sound like he was faking the laryngitis. No. He just came in, he had no voice. And to his credit, it wasn't like he had laryngitis, like, I can't come to work today and not pay off the bet. He came. It's pretty incredible that he had laryngitis, still came to work, and still ate hot sauce and didn't try to get out of it. Right. It was like, yeah. Not an excuse. And I want to make this clear, too, because a lot of people, obviously, in today's day and age, you come to work sick or whatever. I, Pete reiterated, he goes, if I was really sick, I would have said, him, he goes, I just don't have a voice. Like, I feel totally fine other than that. But it was like a, something that burns your throat. You come in to eat when you have no throat. <laughs> so I don't know if that if that went through his mind or hurt or helped his reaction at all. I think, though, we gave him a lot of sauce. But, you know, I'll be honest. I thought he was going to be in way more pain. I thought we would give that to him, and he would be, like, visually in pain. A pounding on the desk. Yeah. and he, I, Even not a vomit, a spit-up. I, I could have signed for a little spit-up, yep. you know, something like that. He was burping. It was almost coming up. Yeah. It was like the fumes. It was like a dragon was puffing smoke out every, every so often. Because the body does not want to ingest something that hot. So when you do it, it's starting to try to retch it up. You mean like the actual human body, not the body? Yes, yeah, not okay. the body. Okay. Yeah, the human body. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was good, but we were all expecting a little bit more. But it's not Pete's fault because Pete played the role, he did his research, and he did what he needed to do to survive. And if you're a listener or viewer of the show, I think you should also appreciate that that we're not in the business of faking something to fake it. You got no. his natural reaction. There was no there was no put on there. No enhancement. And I thought about that after I smelled the um, the hot sauce when I opened it up, and you guys thought I was going to be blown back by the smell, and I wasn't. I could have hammed it up. Whoa, can't believe how hot this is. Pete, you're going to die. But I smelled it, and it wasn't that crazy of a smell, so I wasn't going to fake it. So right. what you see is what you really get. Right. It's authentic. Which I think is a good learning lesson here. Because how many times do we walk away from a show and people... Is that really happening? And uh... I do think the hot thing is the best punishment for this college basketball thing. It's a consistent pain that you can do on the show. Yeah, and now we've 
divvied it up, there's always going to be something else spicy we could try or something else crazy to put the spicy on that we could try. It's a million ways to uh, to untuck this. Yeah. So I think it's a good punishment. So on to next year's NIT bracket, and we'll see if it's we use the same salsa, same sauce, different rules. But it was I, good. I have a jar of Death by Salsa just sitting in my cabinet now. I don't know whether to ever crack that open for others or leave it for the show. You know, Bogues, I'm sorry, Cap had mentioned that you had said that maybe I took less dip of the salsa on the chip than Pete had of the hot sauce. You took less? No. That's what Cap, I thought. I would say, actually, you took more because you had kind of a pool. Remember, we did scoops, and the deal was like filling it up like a pool. I think you definitely had more. I do, too. And I think the other thing about Death by Salsa, which makes it more more vicious, is that you've got tomatoes in there. And, and the chopped hot peppers with the seeds and yeah, so there's just there's actual food you're consuming that's super right. super it's hot. It's like different pops of explosion because of the different chunkiness of it. And think of it like a sponge. Every piece of of tomato is covering a certain part of your throat or tongue. Correct. So I I think it's death by salsa is not as like strictly as hot as the end. But you're consuming more of it, and it's covering more of your mouth. I, I agree. It's more of a ricochet effect to it. <laughs> Shrapnel all over the place. Yeah. So that's that. Um, the second part of this is that your conversation going to Paisley Park, I was reminded by a listener, I kept saying Paisley Park? Place. Well, I've been saying Paisley Place because that's what they told me it was. This guy said it was Paisley Park, I think. Unless I said Paisley Park, and it's Paisley. either way. Okay. It's. I have a T-shirt, by the way, that says Paisley Place on it. Then it must be Paisley Place. Prince's Mansion, post or pre-Super Bowl party, Tiki Barber's invited. He invites his producer, Mike Sampter, who is now the producer of Maggie and Perloff. He invites you, Mike Sampter, and so you <laughs> end up at this party. I am not there. So it's just you guys at, at this place, and Sierra and Russell Wilson are there. Ahead of the Eagles' win over the Patriots, that Super Bowl. Yes. And you confided in us on the show today that you really thought there was some vibe there because we had played a soundbite of soundcheck of Russell Wilson with the corniest thing of all time being asked by Kevin Hart, how did you pick up Sierra? He had his old wallet on a table. She was busting his chops about it, and he said, that's a sign of consistency. You can count on me because I have the same wallet, basically, that I've had oh. for years. Yeah. So the, stupid. It's a very lame line. Again, I had more of an issue with picking on somebody's wallet, but a very lame line. But you said you had a vibe with Sierra. So we were mocking you, obviously, for thinking that you could bring home Sierra. That's what you really thought. If she wasn't married, you weren't married, that there was some potential post-game fireworks back at the Airbnb. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If she wasn't with Russell Wilson, I'd have shot them. <laughs> she You're was lost. like into my personality. <laughs> no, no, I don't. She was into my personality. Okay, that's going to be the last clip on Soundcheck because I just want to <laughs> dial right in on this right now. We have a show that is centered around Pete eating this remarkably hot hot sauce, but I can't go on without just addressing this. Mraz, in your heart of hearts, you really believe. <laughs> That Super Bowl week 2017 or 2018, if she wasn't with Russell Wilson, 
one of the most beautiful <laughs> pop stars ever to live, Sierra, was into you and you had a chance. Let me make a couple things very clear here. Okay, please. <laughs> I You're am drunk and high? In a life in which the same you night existed. <laughs> in a life in which the same night existed and she was not with Russell Wilson, nor was I with my wife. Correct. And the same conversations happened and the same mingling happened. No one was in the room. I absolutely believe we're going back to the Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> right. God! <laughs> You, though, were not blown away by how attractive she was in person. And sometimes celebrities, when in person, aren't as beautiful, aren't as handsome. Is that what you were seeing? I guess. Put it this way. I don't think... This is weird to say. Like, there are certain people that, like, when they're celebrity... Like, if I saw J-Lo in person, she's just... Wow, there's, like, that starstruck. Maybe I just didn't have the celebrity star-struckness of CR, like... To me, I could give or take her songs. So I've never, it's not like I, I grew up like listening to these awesome CR songs. So maybe that was part of it that I never just viewed her as a celebrity. So to me, yeah, I thought she was, she was beautiful. But I think a lot of times you could be really, really attractive. But if you're not like snooty or stuck up or feeling like you're floating above everybody else because you're the most beautiful person in the room and you're just relatable and hanging out. I don't know. I think that's what you gravitate towards more. So, in a weird way, I don't. When I look back, I gravitate more towards our vibe than her beauty. Like to me, I didn't even consider her beauty. Didn't even consider it. She's one of the most beautiful people. No, look, if she was a four hundred fifty pound right tackle. Sure, I would have considered her beauty. I certainly. It wasn't like I knew she was ugly. She's not. But in person, that wasn't jaw dropping. How gorgeous she was. No, she was. She was attractive, but she was cool and attractive, and that's awesome. Number two, you're around Russell Wilson. Does he come off as a dweeb? A little bit. A little bit. And by the way, this is pre-us really finding out how dweeby he truly was. It was before Mr. Unlimited. Right. It was before Mr. Unlimited. But he came across more, and not in a bad way, more shy than anything else. Like he wasn't, I mean, you would think star quarterback, but you'd be more polarizing. He came, and again, he's around his people. You know what I mean? Like this NFL people everywhere, former, you know, current players. And he was saying hello to everybody, but he was just more, I don't know, just like kind of laid back but laid away. You know, like he was hanging out and talking and everything, but I don't know. It was never like, look at me, which hmm. maybe that makes him a little more wrong. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Like I could be a look at me guy. Russell Wilson's not a look at me guy. Which I think is why he puts on such a corny Mr. Unlimited because that's not really who he is. Right. But he thinks he needs to brand himself. And maybe that was part of the original defense versus offensive issues in the Seahawks. They never really took grasp of like the leadership. No, he's not, just, he's not authentic when he does that type of stuff. Right. And then by who he is, he's just not a natural-born like leader or you know whatever. He's just laid back. So I, what, what can you tell me? I don't, I'm not going to say a bad word about him. <laughs> no, because and as it. I said, like he clearly cared for her, and she cared for him. It wasn't like he was like, "Hey, honey, stop talking to the fat bald guy." Like it wasn't that wasn't happening. It was just we were all just hanging out. So in this concept of yours, concept, you bring Sierra back to our Airbnb, which is a pretty standard apartment building. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we had a penthouse. It was a slight balcony with a grill on it, <laughs> and you. Let's just say I'm I'm home. You bring Sierra back. Now, for the record, you were home when I came back because mm -hmm. you waited up for me to see how it went. Yeah. That part got lost. 
sitting on a table twiddling your thumbs. Oh, my goodness, you're home. What happened? <laughs> what would you have told me if you walked with Sierra? Would you have known it was Sierra when I walked in? Yeah. She's freaking one of the most, maybe not one of the most famous, but she's a she's a tier A musician and pop star. I think I wouldn't have acknowledged it because I wouldn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. I think I would have looked you in the eye and said, what time are we leaving for the convention center in the morning? Or Mall of America in the morning? You would have hesitated and said, uh, you know, whatever, 5 o'clock. All right, I'll see you in the morning. And just kept walking. To the bedroom. To the bedroom. And I wouldn't have acknowledged it, and I would have had you wrestle with that for the rest of the night as to what was going on. As you hold Sierra's hand, bring her into the bedroom. Yep. Close the door. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you said you'd put a sock on the doorknob, or you don't need to do that because I've seen you go in there. Now you've seen me go in. I, if I had beaten you to the apartment, sock was going on the outside door. At that point, you could wait. And so imagine. Show-wise, it would have been the greatest of all time. That's the number one forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> I'm sitting at the table. You walk into the Airbnb with Sierra in tow. What time we go to the convention center from All America? Five? All right. See you in the morning. And then just bring Sierra into your bedroom, <laughs> close the door, and my jaw drops to the ground. As you hold your Snapple and bag of chips. And I'm sure immediately text whoever else is in town awake. You won't believe what the hell is going on. Or as just took Sierra into his bedroom. Wait, what? An hour later, I walk out of the room to 15 dudes at the <laughs> island. Ridiculous. The most ridiculous thing ever. All right, so side B, you got a little uh, Pete the Body coming up here? Yeah, Pete the Body, again, voice lacking, needs to address the podium and see where he's <laughs> feeling. He's dressed a little like Buck Showalter today. <laughs> it's baseball opening day, which... Thank God we got an Adnan Verk MLB Network hit in today because we Tiger ate ridiculous hot sauce. Tiger is teeing off at the Masters for perhaps the greatest <laughs> comeback of all time. It is baseball's opening day. And we did mostly eating hot sauce and you think you could take home Sierra. <laughs> and not a single email from management. What do they even expect from us anymore? I think they just think it's it's a... A miracle if we do talk about sports. I do real quickly. We have we've gotten a few new Twitch viewers because I'm constantly monitoring the chat. And yesterday on Wednesday's show, it might have been the Shep stuff or whatever else. It was a brand new listener, brand new viewership. Hey, they haven't talked sports yet. I clicked <laughs> over, and one of the listeners commented back, "Get used to it, pal." <laughs> Which I thought was just priceless. Get used to it. <laughs> We haven't even gotten to the Shep stuff for this week. Oh, man, a lot to unpack. Shep was as part of Soundcheck. That was a huge thing on Wednesday's show. Yeah, we've taped this podcast later in the week, so a lot of things have, have let go. Yeah. There might be a lot of carryover into next week. <laughs> I got to hear this. Pete the Body is at the postgame podium right now. Let's go live. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Howdy doody, hot, hot, hot do. It is Mraz, host of Side B. How are you? With a bit of a town hall, if you will, to my right, Andrew the Bogeyman Bogish. Bogey, hello. Hey, Sean. How are you? Thanks for having me. To my left, a rather grumpy, yet kind of how he always looks at this time on a Thursday, Pete the Body Bilotti. Pete, hello. How are you? Hi. Nice Red Sox jersey. Thank you. So, Pete, as you could tell and has been documented, we waited to push out, obviously, the PGP. You just heard side A. To wait for this instant reaction. We hadn't had Pete all week, so we said, let's, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's do the hot challenge, the hot salsa. We know it's one of those year marker moments, clearly, that gets saved. And Pete paid off his first bet loss. Pete, you came into the action with a bit of a raspy voice. Here we are some two hours after tasting the hot salsa. How do you personally feel right now? I feel fine. I feel fine. I have no voice. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the hot hot salsa or anything like that. Voice um, deteriorating worse. Yes, probably. getting worse. Yeah, um, I don't know if we can disconnect the two things as much as you want to. You came in with a scratchy throat. It is now significantly worse in the two hours since you had the hot sauce. Uh-huh. So I think there's a little bit of a connection. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I, 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 <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. I did it, like I said. Okay. And it was... It was it was unenjoyable, as I always, as I said before. I do not like hot stuff. Right, you constantly. can tolerate the hot I because it's tolerate. in your blood. I can tolerate it, but I do not. That's not. If there was a choice, it's usually the middle to last choice I'm taking. Okay, so now clearly, if I was losing my voice and I just had the hottest salsa ever and got it down, uh, I think I would have a little bit of an edge to me. Maybe I'd just be looking to get this over with. Pete, I do sense some angst and some anger out of this post-game press conference. A little Belichickian, if you will. Uh, do you have a sense of relief right now, or are you just so tired of answering questions about so, hot salsa? I'm so tired of answering questions about salsa. Oh, I guess it's sauce, not salsa. Whatever but- the hell it is, I am tired of answering questions about it. I told you guys from the beginning I would do it the next day. I would. I, I was on top of it. I wanted to get it done, and I did. And that's it. And I took it like a champ. And I, next thing, move on. I, I, before we further tear you down, okay, I do need just... to commend you because you you did what you said to do. I mean, you you're right in that you were confident about this before you picked Iona. Right. So much so that we suggested, why even bother doing it? Let's just have Pete have the hot sauce and and be done with it. Then Iona did you dirty. And then you did the end dirty. I mean, yeah. it got to you a little bit, but there was no, you weren't on the floor. There was no puking. There was no crying. There was no, no. begging for help. You didn't pour the chocolate milk over your head to cool off. So right. congratulations hiccup, to you. And the hiccups from from the uh, sauce was, I think, me trying to, t- to eat that bread so fast, which was a mistake of mine, out of the gate. You're listening to the post-game press conference of Pete the Body Bilotti after eating the end on the DA show. Pete, follow-up question for me here on this would be, there was a lot of debate going in. The one thing that we had not actually firmly put in place before filling out our NIT brackets was the amount of sauce-to-chip ratio on a Dipsy Doodle. I had said we need a good soaking three-quarters full. When it came time, I was the one that poured the sauce on the chip. It was about half full inside two of the waves of said wavy Dipsy Doodle. 
A, do you think that that was a proper amount for better or for worse? And B, would there have been a certain amount that you would have protested? Um, I, if it was covering the whole chip, if it was like the whole chip was soaked in it, uh, I think it would have been a little much considering the fact that the serving size is like one-eighth of a <laughs> of a cup yeah, or whatever. a quarter of a teaspoon. A quarter of a teaspoon. I think we went over that too. Uh, I would have preferred it to be in the cervix size, but I don't, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it was fine. It was fine. Right. I had a feeling it would be something like that because, you know, we don't do things half-assed around here, so. And in laryngitis uh, translation, he said serving size, not cervix size for all of those. Oh, lessons. I thought he said cervix. Okay. Yes, later. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> later. Uh, do you have a follow-up, folks? Well, so you mentioned this on the air, and the thickness of the sauce was surprising to me. Yes. And I still can't now, two hours removed or so, I can't decide whether that was helpful or not for you in this because before I saw it, I didn't know how we were going to get enough, like, really loose, thin sauce on. Like, I even suggested holding the, the dipsy doodle in the sauce, like, soak it right. to really make sure he was going to get it. But then it came out like barbecue sauce, and it looked— It took a little bit. It was just once it started yeah. flowing. But, um, I like, I would have—I think I would have thought, if I were you, that that was too much sauce, but you said, let me do it, and you did it, and here we well, are. What was going to happen? I had no voice to fight it with. That's true. What, what, was, it, what was the end result going to be? By the way, he does, Pete is, and you can't see this, he's sitting with a hoodie underneath the Met jersey and his grumpiness, he actually is giving me what I think will be Buck Showalter a lot of times, yeah. vibes this year. <laughs> uh, that's big. Okay, Pete, uh, real quickly, you brought two bananas. You never hacked into the second banana. You brought a yogurt. Uh, I think it was an Oinkos, which yes. is uh, quite the flavor. It's an Oinkos. There's no end in there. It's not pig-based yogurt. <laughs> Oinkos. Uh, it was yeah. a purple-based yogurt. You had a uh, Nesquik chocolate, which is one of my favorite go-tos if I get a bagel or something in the morning, a chocolate milk, and a uh, two pieces of toast. Did you butter the toast or not? Yes, I did. I, I mean, I, which it. is so funny that, like, do you need the butter on the toast on spot? Prepared, well, I went with the dairy thought process with it. Right. Um, no eggs, though. No eggs. I, I didn't do eggs. I didn't do anything like that. Uh, so that's why I did the butter. Okay. But and toast, you said, was clearly the mistake of the grouping. Would you, uh, yes. if you could have boiled it down to just one, you would have just gone chocolate milk. Or you feel like the banana and yogurt also I served the purpose. Would have had another chocolate milk. Although the toast, as we also discussed during the show, during the moment, the the toast opened up a possible like post game protest. Yes, because you took your first bite of toast before your mouth was clear of the chip and the sauce. Which in the moment I said. We you and I did, looked at each other both. Yeah, like we should have said that beforehand that you've got to show us an empty mouth before you put any of the aid in there because that big first bite of toast could have changed the dynamic of the hot sauce. Right, my, my job, my job in this yes. case was to eat the chip with the sauce on it. And right. That's it. There was no other rule. To no, that. no, right. No, no, so, we didn't, we didn't so establish rules. I took what I could. And I, I read online, bread is apparently a good way to uh, to conquer this. Uh, it's not as good as I thought, but <laughs> well, you were, you went toast and not softer bread, which I thought was interesting. Wouldn't the softer bread have helped? I went whole wheat bread. No, no, no. I'm talking about the art of toasting right. the oh, bread, yeah. like it, leave it spongy. It, yeah, I could have did that, but seem you were very fixated on toast. I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Did you also toast it at home and bring it here? Yes. So it was not even warm anymore. No. Which is, yeah. uh, we have a toaster, as I alluded to on yeah. Wednesday's show. 
He didn't do that. So Bogish, on that point, you and I gave each other a look. It was clearly, all right, in real time, he's already got the sauce down. We can't make him spit it up on his own to restart. Luckily, I said, okay. Once I saw his eyes start to tear up and the tear ducts work, I was okay with it. Yeah. Ultimately, though, Pete vowed he would not vomit. Guys, let's get serious. We heard a lot of this. He did not vomit. Pete, I ask you this. If there is problems later, vomiting, irritation, irritable bowels, will we be notified? Oh, you will, but there won't be. Wow. So you think later, little Lucy Goosey on the my, toilet, no I know problem. my body. I know my body. And the body knows his body. Really? Headlines. I, I think it's going to be fine. Do you wish like Mean Gene was interviewing right now? Because you sound very wrestler-like, like you're setting up your next bow with somebody. Sure. I do okay. wish Mean Gene was interviewing me. Huh? Just, this, is a, this is as cocky as the body has ever been, but he deserves it. He earned he does, it no. because he told us he'd be fine, and he was basically fine. And that's it, and that's the bottom line because Pete the body said so. There's no doubt about it. He came, he saw you conquer, it's over with, and now Pete can hold uh, real water if anybody else loses a bet, and he can la- now he can laugh freely knowing, hey, Pete's gotten it bad, and he held up his end of the bargain. I mean, so. it's it's the you've been around the show longer, but in my time with the show, this is the toughest thing anyone has done on the program. Like, this is the Iron yeah. Man competition so far, and Pete right now is the winner, and I and I don't want to have to find out no. if I can top this. Nope, and uh, Bogus, you're the next to pay off a bet. Uh, a month right. A month from today is my daughter's baptism christening. Okay. We need to uh, we need to get some beers in here. I'm, I'm waiting for your, your shopping list. Okay. I will. I will. Uh, I, like how you say, I like how you say baptism, christening, like well, two different things. To be honest, they are the same thing. Yes. But when I called the church to set up said christening, with all due respect, I was told, okay, so your baptism will be this. So I'm just trying to cover all bases here. I'm not the the best person at yeah. handling my religion. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's, it's, it might not be your fault, though, because we just went through with my son reconciliation slash penance. It's the same thing. Yeah. Two, two words. Communion's coming up. That's the only one word. Right. I just, just don't communion. want to offend anybody. No, you're you know? good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. And you'll have your beer. Exactly. Whichever so ones you want. Beers are coming, baby. Well, Pete, congratulations. I guess. That, thank you. No, congrats. We're, I'm proud of you, at least. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. I am. You. I'm proud of you. And now we can go on with our lives. You can follow, right. follow Pete on Twitter. At Pete the... <laughs> <laughs> at, at Pete the body. Okay. <laughs> well, follow him while you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before I die. Wow. But it has nothing to do with the sauce. No, no sauce. His throat is on fire from the inside out, but it has nothing to do with the the sauce. sauce. It's not the sauce. Bogues, you can follow you. Uh, At Andrew Bogus. And you follow me on Twitter. At MirazCBS. Have a hot weekend, everyone. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.